When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 590. Out of Time, and The Arrogance of the Middle Class, both by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Sunday, and welcome to the podcast where I simply read blogs to you for free, like a gigantic, ongoing audiobook with many different authors. Today, I'm gonna be reading two posts from Colin Wright. We're getting towards the end of the month, and this month only is the podcast awards. It'd be awesome if you could vote for this podcast in the People's Choice category, and the health category. That would mean a lot to me. The shortcut link to the site is oldpodcast.com slash vote, and they are encouraging us to let you know about it. And don't worry, it's not a daily vote thing, just once. Again, the shortcut link is oldpodcast.com slash vote, and I'll likely have a reminder in next week's weekly newsletter if you're on that too. For now, let's hear two posts from Colin as we optimize your life. Out of Time by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com. There's a trick I use when I'm undertaking a project or process that's particularly onerous or tedious, but which I know is worth doing. I think about a moment in time when the project is completed. I imagine what it will look like, what I'll be feeling, where I'll be, and when it'll happen. I try to imagine it in as close to perfect detail as possible. Then I tell myself I'll come up for air at that future moment I just imagined. When I get there to that point in time, I'll stop and take stock. I'll take a deep breath. I'll reemerge into the larger world outside that task. Until that point though, I focus on being in the here and now, in a space out of time without a past or present. Rather than fixating on what's to come or what's led up to this moment, I focus on doing what I need to do and doing it well nose to the grindstone, shoulder to the wheel. This is a simple idea that has proven to be remarkably effective for me, especially when beginning long road trips or undertaking a dull but important project with a lot of repetition and not much initial satisfaction. If you resign yourself to the fact that this task needs to be done, needs to be completed before you can move forward, you're more capable of making the best of it, of settling in for the journey and enjoying it for what it is, rather than agonizing over what it's not. You take pleasure in the repetition or the long hours staring at the road, being in your own head, not being continuously entertained and distracted. It's different, it's a new perspective, and it's a useful state of mind for when your goals, when your next steps, are reliant on first overcoming something cumbersome or relatively unexciting. All you have to do is set an end point and until that point is reached, become a simpler, specialized mechanism a human machine capable of a singular focus and fewer than usual existential requirements. This isn't a state of being you'd want to stay in forever. Monotasking as a general rule tends to be a good idea, 
but this is something a little more intense than that. But for short spurts here and there, when a more complete version of yourself might be unsatisfied with the road ahead, it can be liberating to strip yourself down to the bare essentials and fixate on getting where you're going, especially when the road you're on leads someplace you'd very much like to be. The Arrogance of the Middle Class by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com My Pyramid I, like a solid portion of my audience in all likelihood, come from a middle-class family. Seldom have I felt like anything in the world was out of my grasp, and I generally assume that if I want to do something, there will be a way to do it if I'm willing to work hard enough. Vertical mobility is a psychological reality in the first world, even if it doesn't necessarily happen as frequently as we like to believe, which means that if I find myself in a situation I don't like, I am certain I can figure out a way to make myself stronger or richer or faster or whatever other adjective I wanna be. It happens all the time. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't work for me. This is the arrogance of the middle class and largely it's warranted. Despite all the problems with the Western world, the fact is that we really do have a massive middle class And because of this, the vast majority of people are comfortable and confident enough to not worry about a whole lot beyond what impacts their immediate lifestyle. We're pretty far up Maslow's pyramid and the view is great. But therein lies the downside as well because no matter how much we are told about the problems of the world, it's incredibly difficult for us to put ourselves in the mindset of someone who is living in a wildly different reality. Their pyramid. I'm traveling through Peru on my way to Lima from Buenos Aires, and I've got 10 hours left on a 72-hour bus ride. This bus sucks, and that's no lie. The seats are cramped, the bathroom may as well not even be there, and the air conditioning isn't doing much to suppress the pulsing desert heat. Looking out the window, I see a handful of Peruvians my age clustered around a fire outside a house built out of tree trunks and plaster, the top unfinished and one side collapsing. They look up as the bus passes, a little surprised but not enough to stir from their reverie, eyes pivoting back to the sputtering of the flames, minds resetting, eyes unfocusing. I know from speaking to a few people in this part of Peru that their prospects are clear and they aren't much. The buses are where most of the locals make their money, climbing aboard and peddling homemade foodstuffs to captive passengers, then getting dropped off a few miles further down the road, hoping to catch another bus or otherwise walking back, potentially not having made a single sale for their efforts. There's a chance that someone here will meet a mate from another country or city and make their way to a city, but it's incredibly unlikely, and the locals are still talking about the last connection of that sort that happened 30 years ago. No, what usually happens to these kids is they grow up in the same town as their parents, doing the same thing that their parents do, manning snack shops, selling Inca-Cola to tourists, and lounging about with their friends after dark, encircling a fire build on the front stoop, talking about anyone interesting they saw on the buses earlier that day, and probably about that lucky gal from 30 years ago. Motive power. What's the point of motivation? Or a better question, where would it even come from? If your reality is such that you're good and caught in a town where mobility, upward or otherwise, simply isn't possible on any kind of scale, What's the point of moving beyond the campfire to see what else is out there in the world? There'd be no one to encourage you. No old wives' tales about the son-in-law who sold his startup for $5 million while in his teens or the middle management schlub who became CEO. That's probably the biggest benefit of being a member of the middle class and the biggest deficit suffered by those who are not. 
The modern folktales passed on from person to person describing what's possible and who can do what and how are what keep us ticking, moving forward, and striving for more. Keeping these tales alive are what keep our ambitions alive, and passing them on are what spreads the fire of innovation. Spark a fire. Tell your tale. Update, December 1st, 2016. Interestingly, this is a concept that was relatively new to me back then, or rather it was a concept that was around, but which I hadn't spent much time thinking about. These days, it's a much bigger part of the common conversation, however, and we call it privilege, which is a much better term than the ones I was using in this post, but it amounts to the same thing. You just listened to the post titled, Out of Time, and The Arrogance of the Middle Class, both by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. A really quick reminder, the podcast awards are taking votes this month only and then not again until next year. And you can vote for many different categories, but Optimal Living Daily is in two of them, People's Choice and Health. I think we have a decent shot at doing well in those categories. So if you wanna show your support for free, that's an amazing way to do it. And it only takes one vote. You're not supposed to vote multiple times or daily or anything crazy like that. So to do that, I have an easy to remember shortcut link set up. It's oldpodcast.com slash vote. And you can follow the instructions. Thanks so much for doing that. That's it for today. Have a happy Sunday. Thank you for being here. And I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.